This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to Who Sought Out of the Shadows Confidential. I'm Freya and I'm here with Martin. Hi. Christian. Martin. And Oliver. Hello. And yeah, it's actually morning. So for once, Christian's greeting is correct. It feels like... <laughs> It's been so long since I last podcasted. <laughs> it, it has been, actually. I think for yeah. both of us, it, it's kind it's of a ridiculous It's been a time. while. Yeah. And then we're back here next week anyway, so whatever. It's good to be back. Yeah, I, I'm excited about this one in particular, because today we're talking about um, Out of the Shadows episode 8, The Root of Stowe, and episode 9, Conquest of Sontar. Really funky double part, uh, two-parter. I say double-parter, Why? <laughs> I'm already critiquing double, double episode. Double episode. That was the, yes. I'm conflating the two. It's too early for me because you know I'm basically nocturnal. And you wanted to make this recording even earlier. I want to remind <laughs> you because it's motivation to get out of bed. You know? Yeah. But no, I just no, basically the answer is I hate myself, but I don't hate all of you enough to keep it that way when you object. <laughs> um. So yes, we should get started talking about the root and stowaway. Because, well, not to be egotistical, I'm in this one. Hey, hey me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for infiltrating your spaceship. That's all right. To be fair, I didn't. It was, I, my you, body's floating You got killed off screen, so <laughs> yeah. anything, you should be mad at Jacob. Jacob murdered me before I could even, like, step foot on that spaceship in the screen. You're just floating in space somewhere. Yeah. You're doing a Katarina. I, I was right going to say, you're doing a Katarina. <laughs> I was the imposter. I was the <laughs> <laughs> Um But... Yeah, I did kind of infiltrate a spaceship because I am the root and stowaway in the root and stowaway. <laughs> um, I'd have been quite disappointed if in the whole of the root and stowaway at no point did a root and stowaway. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're just fulfilling with that. <laughs> but also, um, the whole spaceship shenanigans I enact uh, give rise to my favourite joke in the entire series. <laughs> where the doctor turns up and they're like who are you and she's like would you believe the AA <laughs> <laughs> just makes me so happy I don't know why but yeah first I was reading that Jacob knows I was like doubled over giggling it just caught me kind of off guard I guess <laughs> but yes also I should probably point out for the Rita shenanigans, that voice is not my voice. The special effects of this are so good, hmm. so genuinely good, and like it's so funky to like hear your own voice played back, but like modulated. I was not that, expecting that. Was that was me for episodes five and six. Oh, that Hearing was so me as cool. a sea devil was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting it, and then I got sent like a clip of my own voice sounding like a router and I was like this is really odd but I love it um so yeah it sort of fulfilled all of my childhood dreams about being a Doctor Who alien <laughs> finally got to do that that's so fun um <clears throat> so yeah that's that but all the the electricity noises as well you can it's made very clear what the router is doing even though there's like you know, it's just not immediately obvious. Like, you wouldn't think necessarily electric tentacles. I mean, unless you already knew them. <laughs> but it's made, yeah. like, very, like, noticeable through the through all the special effects. Was like, getting evil music was fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always fun to like um, evil music. Uh, yeah, uh, Ollie did such a fantastic job with, with the sound effects. Uh, if you want some behind-the-scenes details, um, literally released interesting behind-the-scenes details ever given, I remember Ollie messaging for team chat, what do routines sound like? And Jacob said a clip from of a Fang Rock. There you are. <laughs> Least interesting behind-the-scenes tidbit ever, but there you are. Yeah, I do love Horror Fang Rock, which is another reason I really liked getting to play a routine. <laughs> I mean, I remember us watching Horror of Fang Rock and just people realising how stupid the Rutans looked. I think um, some people expected the Rutans in that episode to be a bit more um, demanding and challenging, but it was what just... said, it was just uh, a blob going up some stairs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, just the lighthouse scene, of just <laughs> how slowly it all happened. I think there's a lot of people... Imposing. 
I think there's a lot of people who have been clamouring for the Rutans to make a return to Doctor Who. Yes. We haven't actually seen the horror of Fangrock. Oh. I just assume that they must be cool because the Sontarans have been at war with them for a very long period of time. Or, or they've played the gunpowder plot. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were really I was cool just about that. to say that because <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, really genuinely yeah. good. And I think the ones in this particular episode really do sort of take on the ideas that were in the gunpowder plot with the improved routines and things like that. Hmm. So I get to be one of the shiny, cool ones with the funkier tentacles. Yeah, you're not, not just a just blob like... that's just rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you can very much Follow hear me. that in my voice Whoa. as well, like yeah. with the special effects and things like that. Um, so it, it is nice, and it very much like plays into the, the shape-shifting hmm. element as well, which kind of was, was fun to do. It was weird to hear, like, other people pretending to be my character it's like take on different bodies and stuff but yeah i i do love that idea that um they can just like change bodies and i think in like something like horror fang rock it wasn't explained so much or like let into enough because every time the reader would possess somebody they'd just be standing there looking really vacant but it's nice to have a route to possess someone and then have them have personality and be able to use that for manipulation. So yeah, it's nice to see that concept actually done well for once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we should also go on to the other monster that <laughs> is part of this, because obviously... Which ones? The Sontarans or the other one? Oh, God. <laughs> no, we'll come <laughs> on to them later. But... <laughs> I mean, yeah, with, with the Rutans, obviously, they're, they're pretty much always constantly at war, and this is no exception. So, um, yeah, Sontaras are in it. That's that's. They great. are my favourite bit of yeah. this episode. Honestly, Lorna, so Issy, and Artemis <laughs> was so... Like, in the read-throughs and recordings, it was just so funny to hear it out of context. Um, but with all the sound effects and everything, it adds not just to the comedy, but also to their um, just sort of, like personalities as well and you can really they are quite menacing at times yeah but they also are genuinely menacing but also really stupid <laughs> yeah i think my favorite scene is um scocks meeting the doctor and mistaking <laughs> johnsky oh, for the doctor and go and then um the other one going yeah no it's the other one sir and it just says the same thing <laughs> uh, doctor my esteemed phone <laughs> I love that. that was it my always makes me yeah. smile. Yeah. <laughs> What's the thing about interior design? <laughs> that was good. That was a good joke. Honestly, I, I really like the, the fact that the Sontarans have comedy in this, mm. but without going to Moffat levels of stupidity. Yeah, it doesn't ruin their threats. Um, yeah, because they are stupid little potato people at yeah. heart, really. But they're but also terrifying. <laughs> exactly. They could still rip you to shreds, even though they do look like stupid little yeah. potato people. So it's great fun to have like those two elements coexisting, but in a way that doesn't reduce them, I suppose. Because yeah. that's something yeah, that exactly. always annoys me with like it, it's Moffat's one thing Sontarans. I liked about War of the Sontarans, because that was like yes. the first time in a really long time that I was like, oh wow, they, they actually got the menacing of the Sontarans quite right. We not and then a few episodes play chocolate. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There there that, but that wasn't War of the Sontarans. That <laughs> no, was later, Wolverine. and I ignored that. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, Can't do no. this without Chibnobashik at least Sorry, once. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I was going to praise him and say he did a good job, and then, and then that... But I do like the Sontarans of War of the Sontarans yeah. for that reason. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, it was, yeah. But this great. one's still better. It is. It is. Well, I think what, what, um, what these two episodes do really well um, is the fact that it's, it's very frantic. I mean, from, from the very start of, of episode eight, I mean, I just remember listening for the first time just to get the score together, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a big job because there's a lot happening and it's happening very quickly. But it, it makes a really nice change of pace because I think this is the first episode of Out of the Shadows, but I think it is, where you're basically right in there and it's just frantic energy. Um, and it, it is a really nice change of pace. And I think it's really nice to have it at this point in the series where it's like, okay, we're kicking things up a notch now, things are getting serious, but also quite silly. But was it serious? I mean, definitely, because it comes right after Love in the Time of Maggie, which obviously it was very much an episode of a lot of people standing around talking in rooms, which for that particular narrative works beautifully, especially on audio where it's not like the same repetitive thing over and over again. You can do a 
people standing around talking in rooms on audio and it works really nicely but it means that they're not like in movement all of the time so yeah it, it does provide a nice contrast this one where they pretty much never stop um yeah i, I remember in the in the actual recording jacob Taylor, like no you have to be like quick all yeah, the time yeah. you have to keep that pace up because like you do feel like you're under threat all the time it's not like letting up at any point in this um so yeah i think there was something that everyone in that episode really did want to convey because you know they're getting chased by things like uh <coughs> laser monkeys <laughs> I, had to, monkeys. I had to mention the laser monkeys i mean now, now let's talk about them because oh my god some of the best things that jacob came up with was just laser monkey and when i heard them for the first time as well i was genuinely creeped out <laughs> A very yeah, the little they, chirps in the distance and it made my line so much better <laughs> they do actually have some sort of menace which is great because mm. essentially it's like a fairly it's, strange it's concept so stupid, to be honest but it's, it's yeah. terrifying but it, it works so it works. well for this episode <laughs> it's like the traditional sort of doctor who monster of like what a writer going what sort of stupid thing can I pull out of my hat this time yeah. you see like you can see a lot of things like that in classic who sometimes you've always got to have like dumb doctor who monsters but actually even though this is like objectively stupid I mean laser monkeys like who'd have thunk but and everyone like when, so when I had to utter the line laser monkeys like everyone <laughs> everyone like just burst out laughing the reefer. I'm like I can't take this seriously but I know I have to <laughs> it, and it's fantastic because when you do take it seriously it gives like a level of menace to them yeah. because if they hear like the Gafola is scared they can see well, like, that's a given anyway <laughs> <laughs> let's be real I mean yeah it could have been a sonic squirrel or something and Gafola yeah, would still I would running still, in terror yeah <laughs> Oh. So I I love him. He's great. He's such a great character. It's like the first thing it's... he does is fake. <laughs> oh, I remember, yeah, I remember reading that for the first time and going, "Yep, no, that's right." <laughs> like, oh, it, it's just so me. It's what I would be like in a Doctor Who situation, and that's what makes me love it so much more. <laughs> that's that's quite nice because because most usually, I think actually you, you get this especially in the Moffat era, which I love. This isn't a criticism, but everyone's so kind of cool and badass and saving the day all the time. It's nice to think, okay, if you actually put most ordinary people in an episode of Doctor Who, they'd just they'd be a disaster. They'd be all over mm -hmm. the place. So well, you know, I was trying to like, I, I felt like I was very much similar to early Rory style of, of yeah sort of nervous and be like, well, I don't like this. <laughs> I want a normal life, please. <laughs> Take me home. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely, a, that is definitely what I would be like in a real Doctor Who situation. <laughs> <laughs> I think most terrified beyond measure. <laughs> it's nice to see like characters that are realistic because yeah, like, like you said, about the Moffat episodes, they tend to have characters like that and you think, because they kind of are a bit alien, aren't they? Because they really don't act like anyone that I know would. Like I, <laughs> I mean, I've I've been to Time Fracture. I've seen what people react like in real life when monsters. <laughs> <are there. laughs> yeah, and they're not even real monsters. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Yeah, it's, I cried at the ones that didn't move. Because I, <laughs> I think know everyone knows which ones mean. I mean. Yeah. For like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It was pathetic. Well, I was literally hanging on to my friend, like crying and going, "No, no, hang on. You need to, you need to help me get past these because I'm not going to be able to open my eyes." And then, of course, uh, to anyone who's been and is vaguely understanding what I mean, I did definitely have to keep my eyes open about five seconds later. <laughs> He's just looking around, going, <laughs> cool. "That was a time." Oh, Actually, hey. I, <laughs> yeah, Martin, I know you're talking about like Kafoe being quite you. Go to like she's not me. She's like the, a horrible, evil version of me, pretty much, which is great fun to play. But also, <laughs> I feel like there are bits of me in there that Jake has sort of done on purpose, particularly my final line in the yes. <laughs> It's great. Um, I mean, actually, if people like are listening to this and don't often talk to me in real life they won't know which is actually quite fun but i'm gonna break the image now i'm really sweary 
so getting to like nearly swear on purple radio was quite fun <laughs> getting to like nearly do it and then what, you mean off. you've never sworn on purple radio before right yeah. imagine uh, that <laughs> <laughs> you've never sworn the uh, eyes yeah it's shocking <laughs> not that badly not that bad word i've not done that one well i did but it was cut out I know you did. <laughs> no, I still Ow. remember your like anguished yell afterwards. <laughs> Out of the Shadows is all post war. Pretty sure I left so the rating in That's the true. It is a 10 pm release. So technically, say what we want. Yeah, absolutely. In that case, <laughs> I'm surprised Cathola doesn't swear that much. <laughs> I would be cursing a lot. <laughs> He needs to join that long line of Doctor Who characters that aren't allowed to swear, but very much need to be allowed to swear. Yeah, yeah. Kate yeah. Stewart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love that insight that in some of the original scripts, well, these were scripts that she's like literally swearing all the time. I, I just love that for her because she really deserves it. You feel like she would, though. I started using um, I've started using since that that interview of her saying pew 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 as the noise. <laughs> uh, so yesterday I was talking about like lasers actually propagating, and I described it as the laser pew pew pews. Oh, please <laughs> keep that in your report. That's fantastic. Please, or at least say it in your interview. <laughs> I know. Yeah, really putting it in his brain now. <laughs> I wish I could say that. That's what the, that's what the laser monkeys do. They do pew pew pew. pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the stage direction was, but it does oh, it made me laugh. <laughs> it just, oh, it made me giggle so much. Actually, some of the stage directions that nobody sees, um, it's kind of sad because they're really funny. Like, I I do good. I do have a chuckle just like reading all of the SFX and things like that because there are oh there was one in an episode that. Uh, there was a read through for yesterday, which is fun. That's a bit of insider tea. Um, but there was <laughs> there was a particular stage direction that I was just absolutely cracking up to the point I had to. Well, it's actually in one of my scenes, so I couldn't mute to like crack. Up. I have to like read it with a straight face and then go past. But um, yeah, just fun. I should be going into like exclusive tea because Jacob probably hit me. <laughs> Fine, Jacob won't listen to this. We'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, if, if the exclusive tea it consists of there's a stage direction that you find funny in the second series, I think that's probably not a spoiler. This isn't like Chibnall, where like saying that Dan is from Liverpool is a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, but you know I run my mouth, so if I start talking about it, I will just spoiler things because I'm like that. Yeah, no, I will not talk about anything that happened. Like I can't talk about anything because the number of times I've accidentally spoiled something because i assume that people know it i assume that everyone in the cast knows what happens so on and so forth can i can i do a test on if people are listening to this podcast um if you're in the matrix chat and also listening to a podcast right bananas are delicious and full of potassium into the chat (laughs) (laughs) oh brilliant i can't wait for that that's gonna be so fun that's gonna be a good and don't tell people why you said that for the record let just like the end of the mouse trap like you're part of a a narrative now you Mm. can't like this you is know, how we're going to know whether the person's... It. We should do this every podcast. We should have people... With just a random sentence something. in the middle saying, hey, write that down. <laughs> oh, that, would, that would cause such chaos, and I love that. <laughs> okay, so you know what you have to do now, everyone. <laughs> but you've heard, it is, I, I approve of that message. We yeah, have slightly derailed, have I feel. Anyway, to carry on, I just wanted to, I just wanted to <laughs> do what I want we? to, I've kind I of lost see who actually does this now. I don't know what we're doing. Oh, look, laser monkeys, bananas, I can see how those two things are connected. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, do they eat bananas, do you reckon? Probably like robot bananas. Robo-bananas. Yeah, how much <laughs> robot are the laser monkeys? Actually, that's something I need to ask you. I think they're like um, cyborg type. So yeah, properly... Are they like part the... organic? Does that mean Sonta has all... monkeys? <laughs> yeah, where did they get the idea from? Where were the monkeys from? Oh my god! <laughs> I have so many questions now. Yeah, where do they get the monkeys from? Well, did I they imagine... get the... They might have got the idea during the events of the Suntar and the Stratagem and the Poison Sky. And yeah, they stole, like... stole a few monkeys from. Them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we had a brief interlude. Um, because presuming you cut this correctly. Yes, I did cut it correctly. Um. Well, yeah, it turns out I said something that I thought was a spoiler, but actually it wasn't. So, yeah, go me. Go my um, 
morning brain that's fun <laughs> I, I can't risk getting like killed by anyone again i i can't remember what it was that i i think i accidentally spoiled something a while back and it like really did quite backfire on me slightly i got told off but i can't remember what it was now but yeah i i have screwed up before i think so yeah not risking that one um Yes, where were we? Because oh, I, I don't know, scrambled. laser monkeys, laser bananas, and then a lot of <laughs> yeah. things happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of things happened. Should we just talk about the cliffhanger? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I mean, I mean, not not a massive amount happens this episode. It is just ship gets um captured and then people split up. But the doctor Jonski and Gautier go off, try and stop the Sontarans doing their things. Kafola, Bell, and Jason. Have have their own fun. <laughs> that's that's basically it. it's a fun episode. Episode hey, eight. It's... It, it's just like a lovely run around with with some laser monkeys and some tarns, and then uh, the it... cliffhanger happens. <laughs> yeah. It was. Oh, let me tell you, it was so fun today. <laughs> Getting to deliver those like killer lines. Uh, honestly, I, I was trying to sound menacing, but I was actually kind of grinning. It, it still was, works. It's I fantastic. It, yeah. And it was just, ah, oh, getting evil music too. I'm like, God, I'm a proper score. villain now. <laughs> how, how long was the like, longest score in this in the end? You said this is like your longest one, right? God, yeah. Um, well, it was the shortest episode, so it wasn't the most amount of music per episode, but only about only about three minutes of it didn't have music. And um, actually, the, lo- the longest track so far is actually in episode nine, which has... 1.17 minutes of continuous music but um yeah episode eight has a lot um the um the the ending took a while to write music for uh it was quite big um it was very dramatic um i know uh, jacob described it as um when a conductor is waving his baton madly and the baton's also on fire which i appreciate <laughs> so it's like uh, me with the piano on fire on the beach <laughs> <laughs> well, the it feels like fire. that honestly <laughs> Because getting to deliver like really all does. of those funky lines in the recording and then coming back and hearing that music over the top of oh I am a menace right I like it <laughs> it's just an, it's an impeccably dramatic moment and mm. I mean I'm somebody who I'm, I'm I've never been accused of being too subtle um <laughs> in my in my music or just generally definitely not after this episode <laughs> no so I, I I I think you know my greatest weakness as a composer has always been um you know, kind of like structuring it around something, and and but the great thing is with this is that is that this immensely dramatic thing is happening, and the music to go along with it is just fantastic. It's, it's got to be dramatic. It's got to be yeah. immensely dramatic and exciting. And you know, thanks Jacob and everyone for creating something just so utterly crazy for me to write some utterly crazy music to go along with because it's 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 such a fantastic fun thing to do. And you know, I. I still, I still, every, every day, but I find myself panically panicked writing lots of music. I, I thank thank myself that it's Doctor Who and it's really good Doctor Who to write music for, not some really boring, I don't know, bo- bo- boring cookie cutter Netflix drama. You know. <laughs> True. I mean, like, what other show would let you write for Laser Monkeys? I know like, that's, that's amazing. That's fun. Probably like Dirk Gently or something, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, possibly Doom Patrol. Actually, I could oh see later like you said Doom Patrol. <laughs> There's something worse than Doom Patrol. Oh no! What? <laughs> I mean, Doom Patrol has uh, the butts and wear butts. Uh, oh, oh, those. Yeah, never mind. I remember those. <laughs> yeah, you did tell me about that. Oh, and I now did. I feel a little bit sick. <laughs> oh, dear. Actually, yeah, that's something that probably would be allowed in. Oh, except, oh, actually, no, we're not going to go into that conversation again because no. we did that, and there were seven minutes of absolutely hysterical laughing. Uh. Anyway, the pating, the pating's butt is visible, and I just think people need to know that more because <laughs> it really like, what, quite what? horrifies me. It really does. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> not talking about that anymore. Absolutely not. Um, didn't think we don't mention the mighty Pating in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I think that the Rutan stowaway would have been ten times better if it was actually the Pating stowaway and it was just like <laughs> <a good story. laughs> 
The whole shit would just get so now who sabotaged your rages? A little bit sick comes <laughs> out like hello. <laughs> Just roars in their the general shit. direction. Kafuna <laughs> would still faint. I would faint, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I would. I mean, it's okay. It's ridiculous, but it's, you know, it's like a little stitch thing that's eating an entire ship. That's yeah. terrifying. It's going to eat you. Yeah. That's not good. Gonna get bored. <laughs> More powerful than, than most countries. I made Martin face palm. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph's not here. Someone has to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I actually loved it, like making stupid jokes on the actual podcast when you can see each other because I get to see his eye roll like in person. They're, they're pretty <laughs> and great. <it's> fantastic, <laughs> like really over dramatic eye rolling in the best possible way. But jo- jokes on him because it makes me do the stupid stuff more simply sure so I can achieve another. I know, but still. <laughs> It means I just get more chaotic. It's great. Don't encourage me. <laughs> I will go nuts. Which is why Jacob gave a character my name and then had to like literally try and cause war on the planet. Or oh, well, further a war anyway. <laughs> yes. Then it goes nine. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then episode nine starts. <laughs> yeah. And what a way to resolve the cliffhanger. It's a massive explosion. <laughs> yeah. Jacob loves a good explosion. I yeah. love a good explosion. Every time, every time there's a good explosion, I'm I'm happy. I mean, Holly probably doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he does it oh so well. He does. He does. Well, but here's a behind bit of behind the scenes trivia. Every time there's an explosion, he actually blows something up. Now. I don't know. How <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Ace at this point. It's a lot of Nitro Nine involved. Cool. <laughs> actually, it's not soon after. It's not like it's actually shortly after the. Both being to episode nine, there's that massive fight bit between the Sontarans, Roots, and the Laser Monkeys, and then Kafola Bell and Jason just running away from it. Yeah. <laughs> the stage directions for that for Ollie. <laughs> 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 he pulled it off so well. Because you yeah, really can hear what's going on because it's just we're, like mayhem. we're completely without visuals. And yeah. like we know what's going on because we've read the script and read the stage mm. directions. But it, it is quite hard to convey big battle scenes like that over audio and I think um a lot of big finish sometimes had, like struggles with this where like you'll hear generic battle noises but you won't know exactly what's happening or who's going where and I'll be sitting there listening and kind of confused as to where all of the moving parts in the scene are when you can't see them and I think one thing Ollie does really well is help you keep track of where people are at, at all points and then Obviously, the script comes into that with people, you know, saying where they are, saying where they're moving to, but like subtly, which is it's quite nice. It's not like a very obvious, I am going over here. <laughs> it's just, a, you know. Look, the Sontarans and Rutans are fighting each other and there are laser monkeys too. Yeah, it, it doesn't fall into that trap, which is like also quite nice because that's something I've heard with audio jazz before. Not so much Big Finch, but like other things. Um, where like they just don't know how to convey visuals audibly, <laughs> but no, th- uh, this does, and it it's just wonderful. I do, I do very much enjoy it. It's like cleverly, cleverly done when the episode is so fast paced, and yeah, there is so much going on. Really, yeah. You were saying like, um, as you know, the point went away from me. I was, I was literally over my mouth to say something and immediately just went head empty. <laughs> but do you feel I that, that I, happens a lot? I wish I could see it. Oh, it's I, the same. <laughs> I think out of all the episodes of this series, eight and nine are the ones I want to actually like see in real life to see what yeah. it would look like. Just, just for the mass of that battle. <laughs> yeah, because it inspires like that uh, visual element in our brains sort of making us think what does this look like because we can hear it in such detail so yeah I think I probably agree with you I think this is the one I want to see on telly one thing I will say that actually one of my favorite sound effects from the episode is actually the marching in the background that you can hear every time the Sontarans are on um are heard yeah like that that is a really good effect because it just reminds you that there are millions of them <laughs> 
just it really does around. like give the sense of scale to yeah it. it makes it really big and then that fight scene just seems even bigger because you remember there are a lot of them <laughs> yeah because mm. the great thing about all sorry there no, you go <laughs> The great thing about audio is it can actually make things seem bigger than they are. And, mm. you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with your imagination of thinking that something is massive. Like the bus chase in episode four, for instance, which oh does God, take yes. place in Stockton. <laughs> yeah. That, that so, was it, a joy to listen to. It's it's so dramatic and exciting, but it's just the road down from Greg's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, but I, I think, I mean, okay, this, this is a massive battle scene I'm, I'm sure but i don't know i don't know how many sontarans and rutans and laser monkeys there are supposed to be i just know there's clearly a lot of them because i can yeah. hear them and it's really exciting so your imagination can kind of fill in the blanks and i do wonder i mean if you saw if you did see it on tv would the bbc's budget well you know maybe bad wolf and Sony might I mean, be able to. going back again to one of the sontarans when they had that massive scene in the crimean war with all the soldiers versus all the Sontarans. Of course, this is a bit more complicated because you need jellyfish monsters instead of humans. <laughs> but I pictured something like that. Yeah, and that did look very mind. good. I was, Which, I was very Yeah, that, that was a beautiful shot. That was a and scene I, I definitely yeah. enjoyed, yeah. that one. And like it did sort of get the scale of the battle. But mm. yeah, with this, it does sort of inspire the same visual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine, okay, imagine that, you know, the Judy Whitaker era has ended. We've got a, a new series of TV Doctor Who written by Jacob Cook, and it's the, it's, it's the trailer for a new series. And you just see some Tarans and Rutans and laser monkeys fighting each other in a big battle, and you're like, what is going on in this series? This is, this is fantastic. <laughs> see, the laser monkeys is a sort of, like, really nuts kind of thing that you would put in a trailer. Yeah, yeah, going, you what would. What is that? <laughs> we definitely be. I I could picture in the next time trailer for episode eight, just at the final cut, would just be a laser monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 sort of coming back to the audio thing a bit because it was just I was just thinking about it, and actually, it's really quite clever how with just a couple of audio cues, like I can um make like sort of trick our brains into thinking that there's much more to a scene than actually there was because it might just be like one or two people talking with each other but suddenly there's like half a battle fleet of Sontarans in the same room just with a couple of footsteps and it like really does work to give the whole thing the scale it deserves I guess yeah. but it could be done like with like fairly simple brain trickery but it just yeah then scale to it I think and yeah it it it, I do love how it's done. It's it's very clever, mm. and yeah, I I will probably never stop just going. This is really really clever because I have no idea how to do. It. <laughs> Shall we move on to the next big bad of the episode? Ooh, let's. The, the man himself finally makes an appearance. <laughs> oh, one I throwaway actually... one throwaway line from before the flood finally takes effect. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> you know I. Completely forgot about that bit, and then in the <laughs> listener along just went, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the, the there's not of a war. lot to say without like spoiling it. Yeah, we can't really say much about him because, but it's just no. so cool. But he's, he's a creepy bloke. He, he, he likes does war. a good job. <laughs> <laughs> and and all the shadow bloke. people as well. Oh god! <laughs> but for they everyone who knows what's coming, that that. Uh, Despite not being a big part of the episode, it's very menacing. Because mm. <laughs> yeah. we all know what he's capable of. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen it in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. But like, war. there's more. There's so yeah. much more. For instance, he's capable of war. Mm. Um, oh, funny that. <laughs> but I, I also love how this ties into episode one as well. Just, it all, it all connects. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I read this one first. I did this one. I didn't know anything about episode one. So I knew the context of the bad guys in episode one with where, because well, I've been in this these two episodes. And it's really fun seeing that dynamic reverse where the doctor is in the same boat. Like she knew everything about uh, the Shadow Man and the Unknown Shade and yeah. what they were going to do next time. Um, and that was really nice just to that lovely tie-in. Yeah, definitely. And also... Um... 
Should I say, yeah, people could have noticed. So yes, it's not a spoiler, but the the computer voices. Yes. <laughs> that is fun. Having, um, actually, which one was it? Prague back, isn't it? Both, both of them, right? Oh, both of them. Okay. Yeah, both of them were in there, but Prague and yeah. Ram were there. See, Ram we're was doing this later than the listen-along, so yeah. I, I keep forgetting this. I wasn't in the listen-along to episode nine, unfortunately. I'm really sad I missed it. Sad. I was playing D&D instead, okay? Uh. <laughs> okay, valid. I'll let you off. I mean, you like were in it, so... I did yeah, listen you know to happens. it as soon as I finished D and this was at like one, two in the morning, and I was <laughs> a little upset afterwards. <laughs> um, does the Minister of War have a Department of War? This is what I want to know. Does does he ha- is he in a ca- what cabinet? Is well, he, he has a shadow cabinet. Yeah, hey. <laughs> that's me done. I've gone. That that, that would be done. <laughs> That was very nicely I'm done. Very proud of that joke. <laughs> I always assumed in before flood that the minister of war, like this, would, he would actually just be a British minister. Like that's what we'd I be, assumed. We'd be at war with an alien race, and he was he was heading up the war effort. But no, I mean this is cooler. I can't yes. say anything more. But yeah, he's he's a he's a creepy man, the old minister. Actually, yeah, despite not having, like, wait, is it, like, one line in this, the minister? I mean, there's a few. Oh, there's yeah, a few? Okay. Yeah, again, see, I've not listened to episode nine. He talks about the origin of the Santarans. Yeah. Uh, yes, coincidentally, when Christian sent the big fish promo for all the Santarans being on sale the day episode eight came out. <laughs> that was <No>. quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> they know what we're doing, they're on they to know. us. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they kind of literally do. I mean, yeah, you, you've told enough people from Big Finish about these audios. <laughs> They're just like, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> the minister has a habit of just popping up on the TV screen, doesn't he? It's, it's mm. what he likes. You know what he likes. I think if this, if Russell T Davies had been in this series, then every episode would just have him just pop up on a screen behind, behind the Doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I have to say, the score for Minister of War as well, I really love. Just sort of like that pipe organ sound for any villain, I instantly fall in love <laughs> with the villain. <laughs> it's just such a great instrument to have for a villain. Um, I think it's very... Well, I, I, I think that um, from, from episode one, I was very aware that I wanted to have this sort of slightly camp quality to the music. And a lot a lot of it, with the Minister of War as well, the way that he, he acts, I just, I just immediately go back to the TV movie with the master coming down the stairs in his robes. And that's kind of a vibe I'm going for sometimes with the music. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like yeah, thanks. I mean, I, I really like, yeah. No. I wrote because it's, it's um, the motif is used in by, right, right at the end of the pre-credits to episode one. Um, as the, as the, um, as the shadows, shadow voice comes over um so yeah i mean it's 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 fun being able to do evil villain music mm. i think i i think it's it's probably more fun than writing music for the so-called good guys but i don't that's know fair. that's fair no. <laughs> because they have a level of drama you know that's yeah there is a level, level of it's drama, the yeah. it's the like, like portraying the menace as well because like it reminds me of um Thrawn's themes from star wars rebels and I absolutely adore Thrawn as a villain. He's probably one of my favourite villains on screen on anything, uh, especially Star Wars. But, like, I just love a menacing theme. <laughs> but I also really like when you get to combine, um, like, oh, yeah, these are the protagonists, these are the good guys, but there's all of this angst and drama happening. So, for instance, at the end of episode five, um, was I mean okay? I wouldn't say, <laughs> would say it was fun to write the music. I, think fun to do I don't work. think it was fun to do anything at the end of episode five. No, but it was it was uh, rewarding. Okay, go with yes. That. Oh, the, the end result was just emotionally scarring, and that means you did a good job. <laughs> I'm still not over that. Like really, quite genuinely. I, I'm never over it. Any time a wine mentions it, I'm just angry. <laughs> Just this once, everybody dies. I mean, 
Honestly, I'm so glad I wasn't in that podcast. Well, firstly, because of the chaos. If you haven't listened to it, just go and do it now. (laughs) I'm still not. It's an interesting listen. (laughs) I'm still not over that, first of all. But also, um, I probably would have broken many of the broadcast rules in what I want to say to a wine about it. (laughs) So I'm mentioning it now, but I can't go into it because I will get quite angry because Mm. it's so good. It's so genuinely good, but also I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm in a similar boat to Jacob, to be honest, for this script um, for the finale of this episode. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm kind of both grateful, but also... (laughs) Yeah. I, I remember reading this script for the first time when he first sent them to us. And I think this was one of the first ones I think I read from him. Uh, I can't remember which one he sent us first, but I'm pretty sure these two were quite early on, uh, mainly because the characters were written, their names were after us. And he was like, this is for you guys, blah, blah, blah. Um, And the first thing I did was looked for like my last line. (laughs) Because I was like, how is he going to kill me off? Because I know he's going to kill most of us off. And then realise, oh, he didn't. Oh, what, what happens? And then I, read, <laughs> I got to that bit. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, 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 I don't want to see that bit on TV. Actually. No, I, I don't. <laughs> Hearing it is hard enough. That, the you, wouldn't be allowed, mm. you wouldn't be allowed to show that in Doctor Who. bone crunching. Oh. <laughs> I think you'd have you'd have to cut away, and I think mean, you just have to cut away and just focus on Kofola's face, which is one of which would terror. be of horror, terror, and upset, full of tears, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that scene as well, the whole bit with the Minister and War, the shadow, um, the shadows, John Skin, the Doctor, and all of the just that's just horrifying. <laughs> the sound effects as well are really good, and it's just there's a sense of they're not going to get out of this. Or if they do, someone is dead. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, they, they sort of get out of it, but then very much the vibe is, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to be seeing these guys again and it's not going to end well. You know, in, in some way, things are going to go bad for at least some people and mm. it's going to be fun. Stay tuned. Oh, there was also that bell It's bit. not fun, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, there was also that bell bit earlier in the episode where, um, where, where she, she died turned into a Rutan and tricked Kofola and Jason. Well, tricked Kofola, not Jason, because Jason's clever. <laughs> but actually, you're saying about um, you assume Jacob will kill you off. I-, I assumed the same. Didn't think he'd do it twice in the same episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh. You're dead. You're dead before the episode even starts. Yeah, it's twice. Because, <laughs> yeah, before the episode even starts, my body's floating in space. I'm like... Thanks for that one. <laughs> and then he makes me a tentacled monster again. I don't know what he's trying to tell me with this. <laughs> I had <laughs> a nickel for every time we've played a tentacle Well, monster. to be fair, Daisy didn't have tentacles, she was, but she was like a half-tentacle alien. She's purple. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, being related to tentacle beings, I, I, yeah, I don't know what he's trying to convey with that. And then he kills me again. Great, but at least I get to almost swear because I feel like I deserve it at that point. Like, I, really. I think the real Gautier also said the same thing as she was yeeted into space. <laughs> 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 That's what Katarina should have said. <laughs> she was... <laughs> you imagine that one. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> well, like, what? The Roman equivalent, right? I've forgotten her origins. <laughs> I believe it's Roman. Yeah. Christian, from, help me out. It was here. from the siege of Troy, right? <laughs> That's where she came from. Myth makers, right? I think so. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> we'll go yeah, with it. Yeah. Who, who cares if we get that wrong? Because you know, Daughter of the Gods. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the one. Nice. Now, I thought that. I, yeah, I thought that's where the name came from. I've not actually seen that one, so I need to. Oh, does not. Oh, yeah. That's the reason why I haven't seen it. Yeah, was there telesnaps or something? Probably. Because yeah, I think sure. that's the but, one I, I nearly saw that on the like Twitch stream when it was. I, I don't like Telesnap, so I'd, no. <laughs> exactly. I didn't at the time because I wasn't really into Classic Who, but now I actually kind of want to because I want to see. The, I have the, done the one to the soundtracks instead at some point because mm. they actually do a better continuation of the story than Fair. you see through Telesnaps. 
I've only ever done one complete Hartnell story through Telesnaps, and that was the massacre, mainly because I really wanted to like get context for a certain Stephen scene, and it was worth it because that was actually pretty good. Are there target normalizations? Um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I haven't seen. I've I've seen. Well, I've I've seen like all of Hartnell's first series, and then it's I've seen Temp Planet. So yeah, I'm I'm just exposing my lack of. Classic Who knowledge. But yeah, one is good though. One's a good choice to go with. It's the first one, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd say this is like the resident one, Stan. But I think everyone loves it. I love one. The more but, I know, watch like, of it, the more I'm like, this guy's I mean, amazing. Speaking of one, the new, uh, the new first Doctor audio dramas from Big Finish dropped today with the new one recast. I saw that as well. Yeah, but do yeah. they have laser monkeys? Uh, no, <laughs> God, imagine one with laser But it's the spiritual like... sequel to the gunfighters, is why I bring it up. <laughs> and it also spoilers oh, uh, no. features the monk. Ooh, uh, fun. <laughs> Excellent. Good times. Imagine saying, imagine one with laser monkeys. <laughs> it would be, it would be a sort of shit poetry, dear boy, situation. I feel <laughs> You'd just be giggling all the time. And that is a monkey with some lasers on it. <laughs> uh, I, I love being reminded of that particular line. I should, I should like when I actually have a house with space. I need to put a chair in the corner and just have a plushy panda to sit on it. Mm. <laughs> that is a chair with a panda, panda on it. <laughs> <laughs> was that explained? No. I feel like we're going off track, but yeah, what no, was that? It was yeah. just there. It's a throwaway line. Just sheer poetry. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, we should probably get back to episode nine. <laughs> sure, yeah. That's the first Doctor story, right? Um, Conquest of Santa. <laughs> it's got Ian and Barbara in it. Actually, talking of the doctor evie's fantastic once again mm, i know we mention this all the time and like i don't think we can wear out our compliments to be honest even though we say them all the time just because oh, she's so good so genuinely good honestly the delivery of like the jokes in this really cracked me out i remember being in the um like in the read through and the recording and having to meet myself multiple times because she's just so funny that i <laughs> i can't keep a straight face when I'm doing it and I would have impacted the recording had I kept my mic on yeah um, it's, it's very impressive being an audio only doctor and still genuinely managing to be one of my favorite doctors like how hmm. how do you do that I, I've never actually seen her on the screen but she just she, you know well, she doesn't exist <laughs> he's not an audio only doctor though is he, he basically <laughs> is basically is yeah tv movie doesn't count <laughs> I like the tv movie okay it's good <laughs> I don't hate it to be honest. It's it's a it's a, it's a pretty decent one. Yeah, but he's only in it. defined through the audio dramas. He's like, also true. Yeah, yeah. It's he's, his film. character definitely um like it's moved on through audio. But honestly, like whether it's audio or tape, I don't think it particularly matters. She, no. Like because it's all about the characterization, and she's got that down so perfectly. Mm, she's one minute very she's much got the very cheeky. Voice. The next minute you're scared for your life because you don't know what she's going to do next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There are some and people who are just born to play that role, and you know, she, <laughs> she, she, she is, is yeah. she is one of them, yeah. Because there's a lot, there's a lot who aren't. Often when you think about people, talk, oh, who's the next doctor going to be? And they might mention somebody. I'm not going to name any names, and you think, oh yeah, they're a really good actor. I can't quite see him as the doctor. They, they don't have that that quality, and Evie has that quality in spades. Yes, definitely. I she just goes into it and suddenly I'm not hearing Evie anymore I'm hearing the doctor and she manages to get that thing down of like being a doctor with a different personality to the others being a very distinct incarnation while at the same time being still very much the doctor which is a really hard balance to strike and Mm. I think through a combination of like her performance and the writing just really comes together and makes a fantastic incarnation of the, do- of the Doctor and it's so great to see her like fully like in action in these because it's such a fast-paced script it's nice to see the Doctor kind of under pressure and fighting classic monsters because we've seen the Doctor up against Rooters we've seen the Doctor up against Sultarans like countless times so well, I mean you could count but why would you who cares? Um, <laughs> so it's it's nice to see that sort of same confrontation done again, but with Evie's doctor. Mm. And 
she does it so well honestly she can match up to like in my mind at least to doctors that have confronted Sontarans in the past and it, it just makes me so happy yeah anyway, that's my sort of general rant of positivity because <laughs> I do that every time I feel I think it's deserved it, it is yeah. that's why I do it you know one one day I, I'll be thinking I really want to I really want to experience a Sontaran story today I'm thinking what could I get I could go for a Sontaran stratagem I could go for I don't know like one of the Sarah Jane adventures <laughs> I could go for um I go for this so one. Say and yeah absolutely and and why not they're, they're just as good um they're just as interesting they're just as engaging um yeah and I mean it, it's um I found some fantastic performances I think there's, there's not much we can do other than just say how fantastic it is because they're yeah. such good episodes. I mean, I, I it's to be fair, we are in them, so I'm not. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, yeah. What's remarkable is that, is that pretty much every episode I've I've ended up saying when I'm kind of advertising it, oh, this is the best one yet, and it's people will just assume, oh, he's just saying that because he's he's advertising it. But I do always mean it. Mm. Like they but, just keep getting better and better, don't they? They do. Yeah. That's why I'm looking forward to the finale so much because <laughs> I know that's going to sting, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward because a certain someone turns up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very Tongo. excited. Very, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Did it again, Oliver? Bongo's a Skongo sequel. <laughs> that's my favourite one. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I, this episode was very good and. I think it was a lovely ending. Well, it wasn't a lovely ending, but um, <laughs> after that bit, it, it was quite wholesome with the Doctor and Jason sort of in the TARDIS. Um, yeah. I thought it was really nice. I do love uh, a good after, TARDIS After scene. the trauma that was um, dropping off Kafoa <laughs> to safety. Because, yeah, I survived, thankfully, but also I wish I died. <laughs> yeah, I wish I didn't got- have to live through that. <laughs> It's okay, Jason. I'm going to yeah, come Would you, you want now. to live through what's next? Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, everything's fine. Everything's fine, Jason. You know, I'm going to give you some comfort. Now, buckle up because we're going to see him again. It's going to be worse. <laughs> Lots of horrible stuff's going to happen. Yeah, it's um, it's intense. I mean, this is an intense second half. Of, it's not even the second half. Everything from about episode five. Like, I think episode five series. is the moment where you're like, Oh, th- this is the this is the direction they're going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like, episode, one episode to four seven... are kind of fun, like especially yeah. episodes two and three. They're really like very just, fun, yeah. just yeah, good fun. And then and kind of four as well. Um, Bus chase, I think, is just a very fun thing to listen to. And yeah. then episode five hits you with with that finale, and you're like, okay, it hits you like the bus from episode it, four. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say it hit you, hits you like a tsunami, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't go don't go that far yeah. still um, over it but i yeah. think even with that i think episodes seven and eight are kind of light-hearted and six is some, to some extent six is actually quite a biggest i mean episode seven damien leaves quite rightly as i would after i've seen all of yeah that. yeah um <laughs> and, <laughs> and and then you kind of i think i mean that's there's a sad moment but there's it's kind of it's sort of like I mean, an optimistically not... sad moment. It's not. It's not, mm, it's yeah. not like a. Uh, this is a goodbye. This is a please come back safe, because uh, yeah. I will be waiting for you, sort of yeah. thing. Um, and to be honest, Damien probably left at a good time because yeah, episode eight and nine happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He might not have made it out out alive. No, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Um, but like even episode eight was quite lighthearted with all the like Sontaran jokes, the laser monkeys, the sort of witty doctor i think the doctor was one of her most wittiness like one of her most witty in this episode yeah episode eight but then episode nine sets it's because she really has like quite a few people to bounce off this time yeah it's like a basically a whole fairly pathetic space crew to (laughs) to to john john ski and bell are kind of the composite ones and then there's kafo that's just sort of there Yeah, yeah, they who's, still, like, who somehow outranks Bell, <laughs> but doesn't ever seem to show that. <laughs> it's one of those technical outrankings, right? Yeah, like, it really is. Yeah, it's like how how you know. Have any of you ever seen the pretty mediocre TV series Designated Survivor? 
I have not. No. Well, okay. Well, it's 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 based it's based on a real concept, which is that um, um, when the State of the Union happens in America, they have one member of a cabinet who goes into a, a like a, a secret locked room somewhere, so they become president. If anything, if anything happens and and there's a terrorist attack or something, that's basically Cafola here. It's like I've I've got into it, been put into this situation. I'm not qualified for this at all. There's been a disaster. Now I don't I'm know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm gonna like honestly, and this is probably what I would also do if I were put into that position. I immediately like Cafola immediately goes to Jason for the ideas because he knows that like I'm I'm not gonna have a good idea to how to get out of this, but this guy seems to know what he's doing. Let's get yeah. him to do everything. Yeah, good but, delegating. That works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the sense. And yeah, the, the, the natural leaders wouldn't do that because I think I know what I'm doing, and then they get killed. Exactly. <laughs> I was being smart. Yeah, actually, the leaders <laughs> are the ones that end up getting zapped, don't they? Yeah, because they, they, they're confident in themselves. You know, but that's why I can do this. To Jason. Because Gautier has too much of an ego. She can't leave them alive. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, between the baddest jellyfish around these parts, <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever said. I have to say, like, what, like, <laughs> what, <laughs> what? <laughs> With that, I feel like we should probably go to questions. And even though I didn't ask for any, I made some up. <laughs> that's true. I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I always forget about it actually because I haven't done podcasts in a while. So like the last two times I've done it, I've just been like. Oh yeah, questions. Oh, I didn't do that. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, which one of us, like in real life, because if, if we're talking in terms of the episode, then it's it's me, hello. But which one of us in real life would be the imposter in a crew? <laughs> like which one of us is most likely to get taken over by a creepy jellyfish that can zap people? What and, is she uh, asking to be taken over? What? You have to be taken over to be the imposter. You could just be okay. Because, like, for the last. Whether you're asking that question really does, in fact, paint you as the imposter. (laughs) Michael and I have been in the cold noir in my house over the last week or two. And (laughs) the chat has only seen parts of what's been going on. Gosh. I hope it doesn't escalate anymore. (laughs) There was. Yeah. There's been some measure of escalation, to be honest. Yeah, I've I mean... seen bits. I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, people unimpressed with how petty each of us are against the other. Yeah, um, for, for those dear listeners that don't know, there is a lot of pettiness occurring in Christian's house currently. Yeah, just because Michael went by toilet paper. <laughs> it's such a housemate squabble. Why? Oh. Yes, yeah, so I gassed him. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> and you're not even joking about that. My inner either. self just came out, just like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. You're not even joking about the gassing. It was, did it, did it literally induce an asthma attack? The thing is, like, because you say the imposter thing, I, I was literally uh, wondering whether he was going to go on a walk one day and, like, suggest that he go on a walk just so I would have access to his room without him in the house. But I was painting it as me caring for him. So, like, I have motives and I have also ulterior motives. I think my answer to that question is going to be Christian now. Uh, same, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. After hearing that story. Like, I asked the question expecting some yeah. sort of discussion, and then the first thing out of Christian's mouth is like, well, do we actually have to be taken over? Like, he's just yeah. willing to be the I imposter anyway. Do I don't I trust I'd, you. <laughs> I think I'd, I might be an accidental imposter. Like, like stuff's going wrong with the ship, and I've just screwed everything up. And Oh, like that, actually, if you're saying it like that, then yeah, I'd probably be the same. <laughs> Just out of my sheer incompetence, I'd accidentally do something that would endanger the lives of the crew. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that was an insight into Husok Among Us. <laughs> but, oh, do you remember all of okay. that? That was okay. fun when we did that. In the Matrix now, Joseph, if you're listening to this, send that video. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be fair, you didn't even have to ask because he's so would. He will anyway, yeah. I love that one. The, the amount of use I've gotten out of that meme. It's so fantastic. <laughs> it's the best cut I've made, to be fair, just because it's so reusable. It resonates uh, so much as well. <laughs> so hear a Dalek say that. I like using it on Twitter where not many people like know about it. And they just put it out on someone that just won't know that scene at all. 
Yeah, and you're like, oh no, I'm this still... is a genuine scene. <laughs> I never <laughs> ended up this. making a, a cut of the podcast for you with Lisa about the, the reveal of you know who is you know who. Um... Oh yeah, that's the point. <laughs> this is technically should be off podcast business, but yes, <laughs> we need to do that because the vindication is real. It was great. <laughs> Basically, we uh, posted a theory. Well, Christian did in uh, the podcast with Lisa McMullen about what would happen in the next stranded box set and it was absolutely correct yeah i remember her reaction you, you, being you like oh, right. that's interesting yes oh, we were wow. right to be fair she did sort of look like vaguely like she didn't know what to say like <laughs> kind of rendered her a little bit speechless for a second while she like figured out what, what to respond with and uh, at that point i was like oh it could be real or so far off the mark that like she doesn't know how to respond because it's stupid but actually it wasn't that stupid so I was like yeah we're probably right but we were nice. I say we because I believed it as well but yeah it was mostly your thing wasn't it Christian <laughs> why am I giving you credit like there's yeah. no need to do that <laughs> I'll take the win thanks so the other question I came up with very pathetic but should be fun which side are you on in the Sontaran Root and War and why That's a good one. Of course, I'm on the rooting side because I love them electric jellyfish. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, because the Sontarans were literally bred for war, but like, they are a war race. They weren't their own thing before they were created. Even, even if we're going by either... Um, well, I mean, both the reasoning for the creation of the Sontarans in this episode and from what I've read from, is it the first Sontarans or something like Indeed. that? Indeed. Yeah, when they sort of explain how they came about. They're still sort of compatible, I guess. And so therefore, I, I, I don't know too much about the backstory of why they went to war with the Rutans, but at the moment, I'd probably side with the Rutans. I mean, the Rutans are just in my... Well, okay, the Rutans' execution is terrible in terms of just being big jellyfish, but hmm. also it's more interesting to have individual characters rather than clones. Um, yeah, that's the thing, because they can shape It's to just their own more thing. interesting yeah. uh, in terms of story capability, even though it hasn't necessarily been hugely utilised over how much Centaurans are used as just blood boss. Hmm. Yeah, they're sassy, zappy sea creatures. That's, that's yeah, the difference. exactly. <laughs> Do regions have genders? It, dep- it probably depends on what society they infiltrate and sort of shapeshift into. Because because when, no, when reject they... gender, go back to the sea. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking maybe because 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 when regions take over other species, obviously, and those species have genders. But do do does the region himself actually have a gender? Well, maybe not. I don't know. Is this us creating question. a? Like they then pronounce Rutan. Yeah, non-binary Rutan society. That's my new band name. <laughs> and since they're now queer, I'm definitely on the Rutan side. Yes. Yeah. No, me Could you imagine a gay Santaran? That's <laughs> the worst thing I've. No. Okay, I've surpassed I mean, what I said. I, earlier. I don't want to think about that because they're clones. <laughs> That's true. Santarans don't. They don't know what gender they are. No, they don't know anything about Actually, it. Actually, no. They also reject it. Yeah. yeah, fun. They, so they, they are also not my. In which they case, they're both better than us. I think it's only sir because of the sort of militariness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, so it's actually just their, their own word for person who is a higher in command. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love how we're all like pausing to seriously think about that. <laughs> I'm still it's siding with the I feel yeah, like they're too. more of a personality, and uh, yeah. Why? Thank you. <laughs> Even if they did cause the death of pretty much all of my crew. Less thank you. Sorry. And that, now I, I live on in, in trauma and stuff. But the, Son- the Sontarans tried to. They, they, they tried to kill me, uh, but then yeah. they got blowed up. They did. Many so another reason to side with the Rutans, because they're simply inferior. Like they, the Sontarans are simply inferior. Yeah, Rutans don't get, well, they probably would get blown up. They didn't in this particular instance. Well, actually, one did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, she kind of did, though. <laughs> but, yeah. And on that um, 
<clears throat> fairly explosive note. We should probably wrap this up before I talk about more gay sontarans. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. <laughs> that should be the legacy of this podcast. Sorry, more Jacob. Gay <laughs> oh dear. Right, you could tell it's it's the morning. Well, it's not actually. We've gone to afternoon now. It's still. Morning. You don't have to tell them that. <laughs> I know I am because then it makes your any more subsequent mornings invalid oh, and sure. you deserve to be invalidated. Oh, <laughs> you he deserves it. Bad he deserves it. <laughs> so, um, yes, that was, uh, well, a time, certainly. Well, close to the end anyway. I'm still reading from like what I accidentally said. Anyways. <laughs> These episodes are fantastic, and yeah, probably my favourites in in this series. Just... Uh, I'm cu- I'm kind of biased because I'm yeah, England, I'm biased because I'm. I always yeah, it's say that these two were my favourite to read and listen to. It was such an experience. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making me evil. It was great fun. Can't wait to do it again. <laughs> I actually, oh, I'm looking forward to that. But um, yeah, that's for next time. So next. Out of the Shadows Confidential will be on episode 7, Love and the Time of Maggie, and episode 10. What's the title of episode 10 again? A fourth wall. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, because I was like, is it that? or is it... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could tell I'm not in them. Because, yeah, I get another sort of fresh um, listen of episode 10, which is going to be fun. It Very is. excited about that. Um, there is one bit I know, but... Um, Ow. <laughs> but oh, everything no, else is pretty <laughs> new to me so uh yeah that, that's going to be a time so join us again for that and uh, we'll probably end it there so um goodbye everyone bye bye purple radio podcasts thanks for downloading this purple radio podcast for more great content and to listen live head to purpleradio.co.uk